Shame is real. Shame is everywhere. Shame affects everyone. Shame is your enemy. Shame is my enemy. Shame is a killer. A killer of dreams. Shame is the reason for most of your fears. Shame never goes away. The only way to win shame is to talk about it. For shame cannot shame the shameless. Welcome to the Shameless Podcast with Ajiwali Uluwatuni. Good day, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Shameless Podcast. My name remains Ajewole Oluwatoni. And today, we have an outstanding individual, a beautiful, <laughs> a beautiful young lady, you know, killing it anywhere she goes to. <laughs> I'm trying not to say anything. Her name is Bolu. And before she... Um, you know, tells us a little bit about her, right? I've known Bolu for about 20 years plus, right, Bolu? <laughs> I think 20 plus, it. 20, how old are you? <laughs> 20, <laughs> whatever you are. <laughs> you know, right. she, she has known me since I was a kid. She's my big sis, right? Hey, and God. I run to her whenever I'm stuck, right? Hey, so it's a privilege to have her here. And um, Bolu, tell us a bit about you. Okay, so my name is Bulwa Tete, and um, currently I work as a community manager slash product manager for an investment club. Um, I currently manage over 1,500 members of the community in about 30 countries, right? Um, On the side, 30 countries, yeah. On the side, I do human resource, basically um, recruitment and consulting right that is where i'm still limited to in quotes for now because of my job i also manage an an instagram page my lagos diary where people i just get to share my story have fun catch codes yeah i think that is basically it i'm looking forward to twitter but i mean i don't want to be trolled so (laughs) (laughs) not yet yeah and I recently joined Clubhouse. <laughs> How is it coming? <laughs> I mean, well, if you want to just develop an accent overnight, you just join Clubhouse. <laughs> You'll be shocked at yourself. Yeah, it's nice. It's, it's really great to have. Um, it's really great to have Tony have me. You know, it's a privilege. Tony is someone that I respect a lot. A lot. He doesn't even feel like. All that stuff. I mean, Tony is an amazing, smart guy. So thank you, Tony. Bully is just saying that because I'm a younger brother. <laughs> no, you know, you know, you know. Thank you very much, yes. Bully. I, I'm I'm grateful for coming on the show today, right? And um, I think you have quite, you know, an illustrious portfolio there. Right? And mm-hmm. I, I'm looking for a job. Yeah, if you have a job for me, just... <laughs> Tony, let's take this conversation outside. <laughs> Thank you very much, Bolu. So, want to talk a little bit about shame and uh, want to talk 
about Chimp from your own personal experience, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, just play around. It is an open conversation. So um, I have I have some pointers, right, on my notepad here, but uh, it's the way the discussion can go, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. So, Bolu, first of all, how will you define shame? You know, from your own personal experience, from your perspective, how would you define shame? Hmm. Imagine this being the first question, and imagine me feeling like I need to check the dictionary <laughs> for what shame means. Um, so I think that shame is just something that you do not want other people to know about, and most times, um, yeah. I think it dif- it differs from one person to the other. You might be ashamed of something, and then other people think that it's not a big deal. And I would say that society has really defined what you should be ashamed of, okay. right? And I would also say that personal differences also determine what you would be ashamed of at the end of the day. Shame varies. Um, shame differs i mean from culture to culture i guess so yeah that's that's what shame would look like to me it just makes you feel somehow about yourself something really off it's mostly an horrible feeling anyway yeah so yeah saying the feeling of shame is like yeah excluded from from um you know what people have um termed as right or wrong um yeah so more like you are in a fix of what people have termed right and wrong you are stuck in their definition okay yeah so uh, maybe normally if that thing had happened to you you probably would not feel ashamed okay for example if a child bedwets they might not particularly feel very off about it yeah but when people outside say oh why would you bed wet why would you do that at your age and then you start to feel ashamed about it right so yeah. you're stuck in their definition it's just what it is i mean it's just okay. what it is I, I like i like that i like that example right <laughs> but I, I want to i want you to give me a personal example a personal experience where you felt you know this way mm um shame 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 oh okay so i think that growing up <laughs> um i come from a low class or middle class family i don't know where we fall into because <laughs> thinking about devalued naira you might just find out that yeah, yeah right. right so when we used to be in secondary school or let's say like um primary school no i think i was in primary school and then the english teacher auntie lola oh god i can't forget that name <laughs> so we had done a test and i think i scored eight over ten i was i felt good about myself like ah, eight over ten is not bad now that's like an a or something yeah. and then they called people who scored higher or what did you score if you scored 10 stand up if you scored nine stand up and then i saw people stand up and this woman just came to me and said do they have two heads you should be ashamed of yourself and then she beats me and i'm like guy <laughs> i 
school age, age is a lot and then because i had been put in that okay so i had a double promotion from primary four to primary six yes so yeah supposed to be considered as one of the smart ones okay. so you know when you are doing like the first test when you just resume school and then your seemingly smart person <laughs> doesn't fall into the <laughs> top top as class yeah that, that was what happened so i felt very ashamed i'm like yeah it wasn't that bad so i think that was that was like my very first experience with um like shame like i'm ashamed though how can i how could i have a whole me brilliant <laughs> i don't think i'm that smart anymore, but, yeah. <laughs> well, well i'm surprised why would the auntie lelana why would she want to point somewhere that is coming from a primary four to meet people that went through primary five um, because people from primary four also scored 10. So, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just what it is. So, okay, I thought you were like the only one that was... Um, no, okay. no, no, yeah. no. We're quite a number of people. Okay, that, that's a good story, dear. So, mm-hmm. you, you know, there's this... Um, I want to take it from a gender perspective now, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this narrative for women that women are... Um, are mostly judged based on womanhood. When I yeah. mean womanhood now, any little thing, is that you do in your, in your husband's, husband's house? house? Is that what you do when you give birth to a child? <laughs> is that what you do when you start working in a company as a lady and all of that? What do you have to say about that? I'm sorry, but it's just all bullshit. Don't kill me, please. <laughs> That's the first thing I really want to say. And I think that, to be fair, it is not something that would die out overnight. Like, you won't hear it anymore. It's just um, something that will maybe fade out. I'm not sure. I'm not sure, to be honest. Um, I don't think it is necessary. You should not put any... any and bondage on me because I'm a woman, then I should be the superhero. I should be able to do everything and anything. I think that is why women seem to age um, faster than men, okay. right? They, they see a woman of 50 and if you're not careful, like if you don't have a lot of money to take care of yourself, you have wrinkles already, you have gray hair, you're still the one running around. And I'm like, for what? Why? Why do you have to do this? I've heard somebody say the glory of a woman is in the kitchen. Ah, Mm-mm. After four years in school, <laughs> please don't do that. Don't do that to me. I'm embarrassed, you know. And they say things like, you know, I, I tell my mom sometimes that see, if I, my policy in life now is anything that money can pay for that is not brain tasking, I would rather pay for it. And she would say, there are big women out there who have good jobs, who are influential people, but they still do things in their house. I said, I don't understand. Like I said, they are in your set. Me, I'm seeing people in my set that inspire me. And I see them being able to take up a lot of things because they are able to delegate with their money. Right? So I don't think any woman should feel the pressure. And I, I, I... find it very awful that some men bask in that freedom of I am a guy. Hello. 
that that doesn't stop you from being able to do certain things it just it upsets me it upsets me when i i tell a guy to do something like and he says i'm a guy something like what now give me a give me a list um cook and then he says oh i'm a guy or I don't know how to cook because I'm a guy. That is a very wrong statement. I don't know how to cook because I don't know how to cook. Yeah. You don't know how to cook because you're a guy is is just it's pain in my ears these days, you know. Um so I don't think any woman should honestly be judged because of our gender or forced to do certain things. It is nah, it's off. Not even in 2020, but I guess I can't tell that to my mom said. This this 2021 now. Yeah, 2021, right? Right. I can't tell them that. <laughs> oh. It, that, that, that there's another um narrative, right? For women. Right. Women suffer a lot in our society. Just just to be clear, yeah. right? And they are yeah. they are majority majority of um the victims of shame are women, right? Yeah. Um, but in, in my findings, in my readings, I realized that um men are also victims but men do not talk a lot about what they go through yeah right yeah. and yeah. One, one of the um one of the um, narratives for men is that men are not expected to show emotions men are not expected to be weak men are expected mm-hmm. to find you know find um, what is it solutions to the mm-hmm. problems and don't talk to anybody men are expected yeah. to take responsibility of the house and when men are broke they need to mm-hmm. work to find a solution to that right i read the story yeah. of a man who lost his job right yeah. and um he did not let his wife know right right and there is why did you not tell your wife she should be the first person to know he said trust me my wife doesn't want to know because the moment she knows right she begins become to less say, of a man yes as less of a man what do you have to say um again i think in my initial definition of shame like i said it's just what the society has termed it to be i don't think as well that any man deserves to go through that and but one thing i've said this days is there is a lot of support going on for women but there is almost no support going on for men Um, there are so many empowerment groups by the day saying women this that how to be the woman how to speak up um, even as basic things as no not basic things how to maybe if you have been sexually abused or something you should speak up but i mean men go through the same things and they they're just expected to keep quiet or pretend like it doesn't happen i think that that is very unbalanced right but it just feels very funny that men are waiting for women to speak up for them i see that almost every time even on men's day men are waiting for women to celebrate them do it i mean you guys need to actually get to this task right now it is no longer funny if a man thinks that not having money or not having a job at the moment defines who you are right it's just what society has termed it to be that you are supposed to be the provider of the house um you are supposed to be strong you should not cry um, and all things like that and then it becomes just a narrative that everybody lives with and 
it is sad that sometimes when I meet men, I find out that they are more irresponsible guys than women. I'm what, sorry. What do you mean? It's sad. Do I, do, I don't have a statistic. In terms of how, so emotional intelligence becomes a leading force in how you relate with people, how you get your job done, and things like that. Um, and I'll find out that there are many emotionally irresponsible men, and it really affects their personalities in terms of um, you need to relay an information to me, and then you use silence, for example, to say, because I don't want to get angry with you. I would rather stay silent. Guy, speak up. <laughs> Address the issue. I think that women are becoming more vocal about what is going on in their environment or whatever affects them. Yeah. Like, if you don't give me a seat at the table, I'll start my own damn table and all those things, right? But yeah. men are just very... It's just very, very... There's uh, a strong but limiting force around them, unfortunately. So only very few people get into that power position and then they hold on to it. And then the rest are not, they're just struggling in that sense. People need to, I, I don't know how to explain it. Both genders have to be very vulnerable about what affects them um, and speak about, about it. Find help, seek help. You are not... Don't let your gender define you, basically, to be honest. If a woman loses a job, she, the first person she probably wants to cry to is a boyfriend or a husband or a family members. But a guy feels like, how can this kind of thing happen to me? It shouldn't be. Everybody should really, really, really cross that stage. And it starts from the home. It starts from how your, your, brother, your father would say why are you crying yeah man why are you crying yeah. it's, it's just awful yeah. when i find people say that um they, they define strength for you they define strength with a lot of things and i don't think it should be i don't think it should be anymore you know we we should really move past that right we should move past that so uh, uh, you're saying we should learn to okay but as a lady right do you think you would... yeah you will be comfortable listening to a, a man cry, maybe your your boyfriend or your husband. Is Bolu married? <laughs> no. No, I'm not. I was just joking. I was just joking. Okay. But I, I was I was trying to is, is boyfriend appropriate? Should I yes, say yes, it, sure. Yes. Of course, I will. I will be comfortable with my boyfriend cry. And you will not see him as the best of a man. Why? I don't understand. Don't I cry? I cry too. (laughs) Crying is an emotion. It it is not... Things will happen to you that you cannot even control. I mean, God forbid you lose a loved one. You should cry. That's the emotion that you have to go through. If you lose a job, I I have lost my job before and I know how it broke me. So if I see somebody who goes through that and is crying, I don't understand why it should be mean to the person. If you have, maybe my friend is going through like a heartbreak or something nasty and you are crying, please cry. It makes you feel better. So I can't judge you for the emotions that you go through, to be honest. No, I won't. 
I won't. It's a roller coaster of I mean, not even in this hard world. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> not country. even when you're in Nigeria. <laughs> exactly. When you're in Nigeria, for that matter, cry, guy. Cry. People will cheat you. Yeah. People will do things to you. Cry. I dare. If it makes you feel better. It's just sad that maybe it would never happen that um, a guy will cry to me. It's just sad. It's just what it is. Um, maybe I'm, the next generation. I've not cried to you. No, you rant, you talk, but you won't cry. You, you know that we've had, we've had like very, very deep conversations. Yes, yeah. Like the one we had in the hostel that day it was yeah. a very deep conversation. That probably I myself, I was moved to tears. But you know, you can't be crying when the owner of the matter in quotes is not crying. It could be like Uvasabi, you get. But, yeah. but you know, if if you got to the point where you cried, to be honest, the best thing that I would have done was to move close to you, try to argue or pat you in the back or something like that. I won't start saying, why are you crying? Ah, God. <laughs> that, that, that would be very unfair and insensitive of me. You get so yeah. Yeah. You, you know, despite my awareness on all of these things, right, I still... Mm-hmm. It's still so at the back of my head. Tony, why are you crying? Even you no know, matter how pain I am. Of course, of <laughs> you know, course. That, it's so not going to be a miracle that will happen in a day. Tony, why are you crying? Like, why do you want yeah. to cry? Are you crying? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I, yeah. I, think, I think it takes a lot, right? Mm-hmm, and it, mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. it also boils down on us, you know, as um, yeah. parents to be now, to also train our children, you know, to mm-hmm. be vulnerable, to talk. Right, and yeah. I, I know when I was growing up, there are some things you cannot, you cannot talk about, you, you know. Yeah, you can't. You cannot. If you, if we talk about it, it's going to be a means to shame you again instead of a means to. Ah, you know. <laughs> <Make> you know? <laughs> so I, I I think we have a lot of work to do as parents to be as mm-hmm. adults to you know to um, you know, the I, people that are coming. Yeah, I think one of the things that I I shared with. A friend a few weeks ago was that it has to start with us being not feeling embarrassed when we have to talk about certain things or carry out certain actions so i would remember that if i if i when i was very young if we go for a birthday party and they say oh dancing competition and i see my younger sister or my younger brother or my older one trying to dance i'm like what is wrong with you are you okay my friend will you sit down sit down don't don't dance like don't embarrass me i'll be ashamed of you if you're doing that i don't think it happens to a lot of people (laughs) but i'm like don't be and then when you see an outsider doing it you're there you're clapping shining your teeth (laughs) to be honest i just grew up to realize that that is very stupid yeah very stupid i don't want so maybe if we go for a party or an outing and everybody it's not like we know how to dance so we are just doing our thing um ourselves we are just like flexing and stuff like yeah and i want to join in the phone my elder sister is looking at me like do you know the house you're from? Are you are you normal? <laughs> that kind of look. And I just had to leave that space. Yeah. Like till now, I can't dance in front of my siblings. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or I can't discuss certain things with my siblings or my parents. It's yeah. just embarrassing. Right. So I think that we need to first leave that stage where we can freely discuss 
that is when we will get to the stage where we will not feel ashamed about opening up about certain things. I, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense, you know. And, and yeah. it also, it's also, uh, you know, brought me to think about the fact that, you know, when someone comes out now and says that um, this is who I am, somebody comes out to be vulnerable, you know, yeah. we are very proud of that person. You know, like, wow, this yes. guy is very courageous. How did yeah. you foster the courage there? But yeah. we, are, we, are, we are sitting down right there, you know, with a lot of vulnerability to, to talk about, and we are not no, doing No, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know. I will tell you that this is um, maybe one of the biggest issues that we've battled with. So, for example, last year, um, a year ago or like 2019 anyway I, I had lost my job I got fired ruthlessly <laughs> see see that thing it massacred my my pride like everything and the, I, I told my family members I, they, they didn't make me feel awkward but to be honest I lied to a couple of my friends that I got fired I said I resigned of course I tendered my resignation letter the company gave me the privilege to do that yes. But in the actual sense, I got fired. We both know that I got fired. So last year, I, I started writing a book about the emotions that people don't talk about, about losing your job, how your job defines you, a couple of things that HR should do and stuff like that, and my personal experience. And then I just started thinking about it. Sometimes I just take a post and I'm like, do you know you're about to open your yash out there like... They are just about to tell everybody that you were not good enough on the job and you got fired or you want to say you got depressed because you lost your job or you, it just affected you one way or the other. But if somebody else comes out to say it, I'm sure I would clap for the person and say, oh my, I'm proud of you. Thumbs up. You've yeah. done amazingly well. And the thing is... That moment when you are praising this person who has taken this bold step, what we forget is that they actually have family members as well. And it just gets to the stage, it's a two-way thing. Either this person has said, I don't care about my family members. It's my story, it's my story. I have my life to live. I don't even care whether people like it or not. I'm doing my thing. Um, Or this family has gotten past that stage where they shame people for their for their um for the things that happens to them yeah Yeah, i think it's it's just a two-way thing either ways you just have to tell your story right you just have to tell your story so when is that book coming out okay i did not say it for you to start (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> start harassing me <laughs> I, I didn't say that but of course I, I think I wrote it down as one of my goals for the year even though I, I would say that I'm still embarrassed a bit <laughs> when I think about it and then you know the embarrassment is also that why are you to write a book what's wrong with you <laughs> yeah. what do you, what do you want what to do write you know? who are you, what do you want? and to be fair I deal with this when my friends, people that I think I have known all my life or for some years, I have friends with them come out to say they want to start something. So, for example, when you wrote your first book, I'm like, ha, hey, eh? <laughs> what do you know? 
I know you. It, it just happens like that. Yeah, it's natural. And then, yeah, when you see your friends starting businesses, you're like, ah, hey, you want to, you too, you too, you're about to start a business. You want to do logo. <laughs> uh, you want to have a website. It's serious, so it's not side also again. Yeah. Right? You just have to consciously get past that stage where you are not shaming your friends, you're not embarrassed for them, you are not thinking that they are not capable of doing certain things because you've known them long enough. A lot oh god. That's the longest form of embarrassment and shame. Trust me. I've known you for a long time. I can tell you for a fact that. You are not ready for this. Guy, you are ready. Don't let them tell you. Don't let anybody tell you. <laughs> Don't let anybody tell you. You are ready. You are very, 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 very much ready. You get so. Yeah. I, I think I experienced that too. I, I spoke to a couple of people before I wrote um, Dear Creative One. And all the mm. advice was like, Tony, you've not gathered enough experience to write a book. Right? <laughs> you, you don't you give it some time. Is it focus? I'll be shocked if you didn't get that reaction. <laughs> I'll focus, be very sure. Focus on your personal career. In the most you've done well, you spent like 15 years, you cannot write the book. It's because they are, they are embarrassed <laughs> for you. They are ashamed in advance. Yeah. They think you will embarrass yourself. <laughs> yeah, she you get. She you get. Gosh. <laughs> and I think that it really stops us from doing a lot of things. Do you know the funny yeah. thing is, sometimes, before you even, when you want to do something and before you even really think about what will outsiders say, the first thing you're thinking about is how will my family members feel about this thing or yeah. people really close to me. And sometimes it really just stops us from doing the things that we really, really want to do because we are thinking for them, right? It's, you know, it's just it's embarrassing. It happens. I would have been shocked if you didn't get that reaction. When I was about to write the part two, I did not tell anybody. <laughs> right, you just get things I done. Just, you know, just I get things done. Although I see how I see at the back of my mind, Anthony, who are you? <laughs> who are you like? You know, it makes us question ourselves. Ourselves, um, what? Yes, and that is why that is why people say that um, the people who appreciate what you've done are mostly outsiders at first yeah, yeah, yeah. and then the family members come around because sometimes the people family the family members or the people around you they see you as um you're not capable you are not at that level we know you the familiarity just makes them see Clouds. you as ah somebody <laughs> that is to sleep on the same bed with you just want to wake up one day and say i want to start a company or I want to do this, I want to do that. Like, who are you? And then it takes the repeated results mm-hmm. for people to realize that, oh, it's like this person can do it too. Ah, make a thumbs up. I can now see, you know, it's and it's just sad. It's just sad. It's sad. It limits us a lot. It limits us a lot, a lot, a lot. And I really hope that we can get past that stage. Yeah, I think it takes a lot of self-awareness, you know, to, yeah. to, to get and maybe family awareness too, because <laughs> those those guys just keep telling us no, 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 no. They keep and what I think that um Tony, what what I found out is that what these people say about you matters a lot. Mm-hmm. So if you don't 
consciously get past that stage where you you feel like oh it's just an opinion about me it is not a it doesn't validate who i am um you you probably might not do a lot of things to be very fair you probably might not do a lot of things if you if you don't remember that um what this person has said about me is just an opinion it doesn't define who i am and um it would just slow you down a lot you would you just keep listening to these people say how you are not ready how you are unworthy to carry out this particular thing right only very few people got their parents to really encourage them to say what you can do it you can do anything in fact you want to dance it. dance okay. I, you know you get it, it's very 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 few people are privileged and i i think that i'm happy for them um, yeah. when i was i think six, i wrote a book it was a christian book and I didn't know that my father kept that book for the longest time. He kept the book and even till today he would say it that you don't you have the ability to write. This does not mean it doesn't transcend to some other things or Yeah, maybe right? because that was But where they are comfortable <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you know, and where they want to put you in their own comfort zone. Mm. Where they are comfortable that mm. they they've seen you mm, yeah. they just want you to stay there oh you you are you can write well no that doesn't mean you can speak well you know just don't worry just keep writing you just write you know if you push your writing you do well people will know you you will influence lives and when it comes to writing they are so speaking they are trying to say no hold back a little bit don't go there don't go there we we don't want to be embarrassed on your behalf True. Our brains so, cannot capture that yet. <laughs> so we should we should avoid I, I like what you said there we should avoid um you know putting people in our own comfort zone and we should yeah. try as much as possible not to be in the comfort zone what in the comfort zone people think we will fit in. Yeah. 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 That's that's an outstanding you know way to oh, see. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, really. I, I, that that's true that's very true that's very true yeah. so I, i want to talk about we've, we've spoken a lot about you know doing and shame and taking up tax and all of that what do you think about w- women also face the issue you know this the perfect figure figure eight and all of those other stereotypes right <laughs> what what happened now? I'm not thinking about my stomach. I'm not like I think about. What do you think? Um to be honest, we I think he said something that it, it has to do with a lot of self-awareness. Yeah. Um, so when they say be comfortable in your own skin it doesn't mean that it is ever going to be perfect it just means that you get comfortable with it um, people assume that when they say be comfortable in your own skin it means that oh it's a perfect body that you are living with no 
it means that you are probably going to live with imperfections and you can't do anything about it so for example it is the glory of a woman to have long hair great edges i don't have great edges and i'm not dead and you will still toast me because i will wear wig i don't have flat tummy but it means that Ah, the day that we ca- I can't wear a waist trainer because that thing is very uncomfortable. It means that we carry my stomach up and down, and I will do what I can to get it flat because it looks nicer. Um, having a great body is is nice. I mean, I see some people with their body, and I'm like, oh, if this is my body, it's over for you people. But if that's not what it is. Um, change what you can change, and I, I, and live with what you have to live with. If I have so much money right now, do I want to invest that money in like an implant on my hair? Maybe not. Or if I have so much money right now, do I want to get a surgery on my stomach? Maybe not. Right. Um, it's just. It's, I mean, why why do we aim for so much perfection, though? It's just because of what people will say about us. Only very few people have dealt with that idea that I want to have a perfect body because it is what makes me happy. I would say that 80% of the time, I don't have a statistics for this anyway, but I feel like a lot of people want this because of what how we would make the society perceive them yeah. as the lady with the banging body yeah. as because you have chances of becoming an influencer because clothes fit better on your body it's just because how society is going to perceive us the things that i've tried to change about myself in the last few maybe years or year um, is because I want to get comfortable in how I look at myself, right? Yeah. It doesn't mean that there are still not some things that I, I do that I know that it's because I'm looking for that um, how the society should perceive me, you get bored. That, that's to be fair enough, right? But I'm gradually believing it. Why do I want to have a flawless skin? Because I don't like makeup and I want to go out anytime I like why do I want to grow my edges? Because I don't like wigs. I want to be able to weave my hair and go out and I'm not feeling one type of way. Again, it is because of how society perceives me. Okay. If I go out with my hair naturally, they are just probably going to say, ah, ah who is this? Sisieko or Mamaiko with bowed edges already and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, it's not really I wouldn't say that I've gotten to that stage where I'm like it is what makes me really happy or what I'm going to what I'm really comfortable with Um, if you want a great body to be honest it's fine I want a very great body but don't put yourself under too much pressure to fit into that picture that society expects you to look like Um, it, it goes back again to say how society perceives us, how the society has defined a beautiful woman. Yeah. Um, 
yeah it's it's it, it now says a lot about how your body looks about how your face looks and you would even see it happen how a lot of people started bleaching mm-hmm. because yeah. it was society says fair yeah. women are Men prettier are, yeah then they so, took it to having surgeries on their boobs or their butts <sighs> guy See, I live, I stay around Lekki and I walk around Lekki and I see people with bad surgeries and I'm like, see, God save you that you do not even die because this is badly done. You will live, I don't know if you will live happy, but you have a box on your box, literally. I'm not happy for you. (laughs) 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 Sorry, sorry, you know. I, I wish that people would get more comfortable. If I have the money, when I am done having my children, I can tell them to take out all the fats in my stomach because exercise is not that easy for me as well. It's just because when I wear clothes, I like clothes to fit. Yeah. Because I want society not to say, I, I see your stomach as the spoiling picture. <laughs> yeah. That's the honest truth. To be yeah, honest, true. Right? True. True. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. it takes a long time before you get off the society shackles yeah it takes a, yeah, it, it takes it, a while yeah, it, it takes, takes a while it takes yeah. a while it does take a while yeah. yes. when, when i was growing up right there yeah it's always this tag baba doo baba doo blackie <laughs> if, if i'm in a fight with a friend for instance the abuse that they will use to abuse me say a black blacky shadow you know and it always gets to me. And uh, growing up was difficult because I saw myself as inferior right, to the other people. Right? But I was lucky to be quite intelligent. So you know. <laughs> so, you know. so you can abuse my skin color, but when the results come out, you know, you're hearing Ulu Atoni Ajoli best in this. Ajoli Ulu Atoni best there. So that was able to cover up you know, this right. But one particular day, I was just hanging around the classroom and I heard people from the other class, the science class, I was in arts class, you know, talk mm-hmm. about who is the finest boy in the, yeah, what is it, in the school. I was just passing and I just said, Uluwatoni, eh? <laughs> it changes here. <laughs> Not yet, properly. So there were like three people talking and somebody said, um, Tony did here now. Tony did here. I just said yes, yes. So Tony did here. After Stanley, Stanley was was a particular guy. So after Stanley, now Tony, and there was a consensus consensus there that I'm the second mm-hmm. finest boy. Oh more. Oh. <laughs> I think you realize that. Oh, so in oh. my black is not even a problem. Then you get. I was since, since then. I'm gonna go. You, can you see my airline like this? Is it? <laughs> I'm going to go baba, you know, cut my hair, do the style, iron my uniform. <laughs> but, but you know, eh, from, from this story that you just shared, it just brings me to a point how we... So because you are smart, yeah. but peace, at that stage, some people did not consider you fine. Yeah. You start to take consolation in the things that you are you have yeah. strength in. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's something yeah. that we do to mask up the yeah. fact that deep down you would also desire to be called handsome or or other things. You know, um 
it's, it's just a mask that we put on. Um, I think that before, I would say maybe years ago, I would tell myself that I might not be fine, no, but I, may, I can have great conversations. That is why I have many male friends. That's why they still come back to talk to me because I, I have the flow. And I will use this to convince myself that it's not, don't worry, it's not because you are fine, no, don't worry, don't worry. It's just because you are a very great conversationist, right? We use it to mask up for the things that we are actually ashamed of. You just had to get to the point where I'm like, ah, auntie, you're not ugly now. <laughs> I knew you. Then, okay, so you now depend on society again in terms of when finer people, when fine people, you know, the fine boys, when they now approach you, you're like, ah, maybe I'm not bad after all because they did not hear my conversation first. Yeah. They saw me. You get, then it makes you now feel better about yourself again. We just depend so much on society, Tony, to be honest. We depend so much on society. So much. Even um, sometimes when they see your family picture, people are just quick to say, ah, your sister is finer than you. You're not even fine at all. You're like, oh my God, really? Really? You don't even know what I'm dealing with. You know? And then everybody's just dumping it on you. And then we just have to live in that cage of how they've defined us. And as usual, it takes the outsiders to say, oh my God, you're so pretty. And you're like, ah, (laughs) <laughs> Amy, no. you, you don't mean it are you are you serious is, is this some type of joke do you really mean i'm fine or we are joking and that's why a lot of times I've, I've met people outside that i randomly tell oh you are beautiful i do that i used to do that a lot you are beautiful and they look at you like oh <laughs> oh no, don't like don't. Some of them will say, ah, no, it's just, it's, ah, it's just because then they give an excuse for why they they've acted in that particular way or why they look that particular way. Ah, do you know that when I was even leaving the house this morning, I felt like I wasn't even looking good enough. It's because they can't even accept it. They've they've been wired otherwise, right? Yeah. And it's not just their fault, to be honest. It's not. It's just what it is. Do you think all of these things can be corrected? Do you think we can learn mm. to not depend on society for valid- validation? Um, to be honest, to be very, very fair, I think that it's, it can happen if we... Hmm. It's just going to be a long process, Tony. And it's not something that would maybe we will not be fortunate to get into that shoes anymore. Like to be entirely free of living how society tells us to live or tells us to live. Um, but I hope that people coming after us live in much more freedom. But if I also think about how the world is just wired. We live in, it's just a soul. All of us tap from that soul and we might never escape it. We might never escape it. And I think that only very few people will. 
again, Bill Gates does not care what anybody says about him or Elon Musk. What do you want to say that we move him? <laughs> I mean, if he does something that any other guy does, for example, maybe he cheats on his wife or something, the way we would react to a random person that does that and a, the richest man in the world doing that would just be different. Is yeah. is going to look like I don't care what you people say, right? And it is because he's blessed with resources that empowers him to be in that position. So he doesn't care about this, about what society tells him because he has attained a level, most times financially, or you have to be very incredibly smart. See, and even if you are incredibly smart and you don't have money, you still can't get into that that shoes where yeah, that what anybody level. says, yeah, <laughs> does not does not get to you. You just have to get to a yeah. certain level in life that what nobody says gets to you or it doesn't define you. And I just hope that I mean I want my children to grow up with like i don't want people to define how they should live personally i don't want to define how they should live i don't want to define how they should live their lives um i don't want society to tell them that this is who you should be this is who you should not be um and stuff like that and i really 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 hope that this is possible i really do I do. I really do. I do. Okay. <laughs> well, briefly, I want to talk about what, what is it? What is your plan for marriage, well, I want to get married now. Well, what, what, what's here now? <laughs> we'll be waiting for our money. <laughs> when did I finish school? Please, when it comes, we'll get married. Abi. I, I, I mean, for in the last few months, ah, my friends are getting married with so much speech that it feels like I'm the only one that is not. And I'm like, for more. Before you know it now, your call your friend's childhood with what? How old would they be when you start having children? I don't know. Well, I still don't feel, I don't feel very interested about, it's just when I see the really cute things that I'm like, ah, Moist to say I don't marry now, <laughs> but uh, some other days when I read some stories, I'm like, ah, I know to get married. <laughs> so story to like yeah. give me give me an example of a story. So yesterday I was on somebody's Insta story, like literally all through the day. I think I even had to turn on my post notifications for it on Instagram, and I just kept reading stories of how people fell out of love with their husbands. And I'm like, ah, you don't mean it. <laughs> of course, I'm aware that things like this happen. But when I hear marriages of, ah, we are, we are two years, three years, we fell out of love. I'm like, ah, I don't understand what all the people mean. <laughs> Do maybe you fell out of? You gotta be in it. And when they try to explain the reason why it happened, you realize that their reasons are legitimate it is what just sucks 
the love that you really feel for for somebody to be honest and then i keep asking myself when they were dating it was an amazing relationship so you know yeah how did it get to this point where they are not friends in fact i really want to leave the marriage and the only reason why i'm still there is divorce is a sin or children or society would shame me that a two year marriage has crashed and stuff like that you know it, it just it, it scares me to say somebody that you love so much just hurt you or you hurting somebody that you love so much it's just it's just crazy you know it's crazy what well, in jesus name <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for you. <laughs> no, are you check my register? Right? So I'm waiting for you. No, no, I have to go first. Right? What's what society says? So that you you guide me. Ah, what? That's not what I do. Okay, so thinking thinking about marriage now, right? Um, what do you think about you earning more than your partner, your husband? Mm. As a lady now, right? I don't have a problem with it too. As long as we can live the lifestyle that we want to live, I don't have a problem with it. Society has really messed us up to be very honest. Why lie? Why lie? <laughs> how, how is it a problem? Okay, so we I want my child to go to a certain type of school. I want to drive a kind of car. I want to live in a kind of house and everybody is working. I mean we are, we've even left that stage where it was more of the men working and things like that. Now women are working back. Yeah. And now we are saying okay. For us to get this thing, this is what we need to do. You you are a doctor. Me. Um I stumbled into tech. God help me, right? And then <laughs> I'm in tech. And then um a pay stack for example that just closed out 200 million dollar deal and i'm like probably a product manager in in pay stack and then my salary goes from say 600 to 1.2 or 1.5 you should now be angry ha <laughs> are you not looking at the lifestyle we can have out of this say you get <laughs> do, you realize, do you know what we can do? It means that before, if we used to wait for Christmas only to travel, it means that maybe now we can go to one African country during Easter and then go abroad during Christmas. Or it means that we, instead we can of a bigger house, you get it's a bigger car. Hey, it's not, it's not something that should make anybody feel bad. But this is the example that I always give. If I earn a certain amount that my husband doesn't earn up to, and I say, ah, out of my own pure mind, oh, I say, babe, I saw this car. I think it's a very good deal. Let's buy it. You say, ah, okay, you manage, we we'll buy it. He's still driving his own car. I'm driving the new car. Mm-hmm. Whatever way it works. Or maybe because society so that we know say society 
I'm driving a bigger car. I'll say, oh yeah, you drive the car. Any driving car. But we must not say it outside. There is the wife that puts more than half of the money or bought it. <laughs> and then after some time, I'm like, ah, babe, I just got promoted. Oh, I can't live in Awoyaya again. Let's move to Lekki or at least BI because I just joined Ikoyi Club because of my company and. You know, it's not going to be easy having to meet up in meetings. I now play basketball. I just played membership fee at Landmark. It's just going to be stressful coming from Aoyaya, and traffic is really crazy. I think we should take the place. And then he says, "Oh, really? Okay. How much is the house?" And I said, "Ah, my friend was telling me about this five bedroom that is like five million pounds." I said, "Ah, five million. Ah." Babe, that's a lot. And I'm like, eh. I was thinking that I can pay two years old. My company is going to pay me one bonus in December. And I was just thinking that we can pay two years. See, you is good mind. It's going to favor him as well. Because yeah, of his office is at Ikoye and he's now closer to his office. Mm-hmm. But it's not a bad thing right. in the actual sense. But what starts to play out is just, like, ah, oh. People in my office know that I don't earn this much to live in this kind of place. So automatically, it's my wife. Society knows that ah, my boss was on Punch newspaper and she's the one that funds this money, that is funding this lifestyle. They are just, they are just sort of afraid for people to know that it is the woman that is funding the lifestyle. How is that a problem? problem. Lifestyle is lifestyle, whether it's funding it. Whether it's me. See, the, the funny thing is, I always tell people that, it's not because I have sense, mm-hmm. eh? I would be married to a rich man by now, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I still want to be married to a rich man, of course. I'm yeah. saying that if I wasn't as smart as I am to say, oh, I want to have just certain things for myself, I would get married to a very wealthy man and do the things that make me happy. Even till now, I am yes. telling you, Tony. If I find this incredibly rich man, it will shock you people. I'm not saying that I will leave my current relationship. But if he was the one to fight, if I wasn't in a relationship, I'm saying that I would date a very rich person. Because I want to be a travel blogger. I want to be an influencer. You don't understand. It's even funny how you live a certain lifestyle and somebody will say it's because you married a rich man. And so what? <laughs> Abby. <laughs> That's the goal right here. That's the goal. We are just ashamed people, to be very honest. They say it's because you married a rich man. That's why you can I'm sorry that you didn't marry a rich man. I can do what I will do for you. I'm that sorry, Daddy. But it's a lifestyle that I want to live. It doesn't matter who funds it. A lifestyle is a lifestyle. No matter who earns more, no matter who is funding it. Mm-hmm. And we just have to stop thinking the woman might do it out of her good heart eh, yeah. most of the time. Yeah. But the man's pride cannot just take it even when you do things out of the pureness of your heart sometimes they just misinterpret it to say "Eh, since you started anymore it's because 
guy, I'm saying that you're a baller. You're telling me that it's because what? I'm like, I'm balling. Take this balling. Don't you get it? Enjoy. Why are you so scared? You cannot wear your baby. Do you understand? I really wish. That, I really wish that people would stop being embarrassed for a lifestyle. You know, I really wish that people would stop being embarrassed. Enjoy. You know. We, we, we are, men especially, they, are, they seem to be conditioned to wanting to struggle, wanting to suffer. You know, I want to. Be, I'm the man of the house. I have to provide. I have to be the provider. I like calm down. Me, me like this. I'm looking for. I'm looking. I can do. Um, household band. What they used to call it. I will take care of the kids. I will clean the house. Just, <laughs> you know, just get a job. You know, I'm any two million naira. You can be giving me two hundred k monthly. You know, for okay. <laughs> I'm I tell people that see for you to work with your brain is hard work. For you to work <laughs> nine to five or nine to nine, as Lagos will have it, is a lot of work. So if you don't want, if you don't want anything that makes your life easier, I'm sorry, I have such shackles. As a, you ain't done yet. <laughs> as a. <laughs> People really need ah. to um, learn. So, I think one thing one thing men can do, right, is to get to stage, right? So, for instance, I went out the other day with my babe, and um, we. Um, <laughs> what, what is that, people? <laughs> so, <laughs> Wait. And so she she had to, she had to she had to pay right for the what is I told her to pay that I um I will reimburse her later you know yeah. and her cousin came around right to join us and all of that and I was speaking so kind of that it will be this guest sister will not think I'm a broke man like this because her sister is <laughs> her sister is. Pay. Meanwhile, we already had the discussion that I was going to reimburse her, right? But it still felt like um. Uh... Yeah. You are almost pressured into telling a cousin that I'm reimbursed because you are just that ashamed. To be honest, I felt like that. There are times that if I go out with my boyfriend, I am swiping the card. He gives me the card. I don't know why it does that. It's sweet I think I think that's the attitude. I think that's a good attitude. Even even if you are going to be the one paying, right? Just give her mm-hmm. the attitude in payments. You it, know, it, it gives you the attitude of it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, you know. It doesn't. In the actual sense, it doesn't really matter. But you know, it's just what it is. You start. You even. I'm sure maybe your cousin, depending on the relationship they have, would say, "Ah, they the one paying for the food." And then she will now, because she, you know, she has to feel proud of her man. She doesn't know. He he said he would reimburse me. In fact, when he sends the money, you will now even quickly tell her again, ah, Tony has even sent the money. <laughs> even like it was 15,000 we spent. Ah, we sent 20k. Because you need, we want to hype him. 
Why? <laughs> but why? That's another angle, though. <laughs> You feel tempted to lie, even when you found something you don't want to say it outside that you did it. It's not a big deal. Alone. Alone. He's not. He's not. I I think we need to really let to you know be be more aware, right? Yeah. Really need to. Really need to. So. And start from the really little things. To be honest. Yeah. and you just have to tell yourself sometimes that you are deserving like mm-hmm. you deserve it yeah. um, you are not unworthy to be this person or have this thing because yeah. sometimes when I think about big money in my head big money eh? sometimes I'll be like who be your papa now how you won't get this kind of money <laughs> I, see, so you want to play it small small to, to to be able to accept it in your mind. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, if somebody will say, eh, I earn like one millionaire every month, and my mind, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I know my mates that are earning this money, but sometimes you don't just feel deserving because somehow or sometimes you, your parents or maybe society have, has told you to be very grateful for 100k yeah 200k or 300k they tell you how lucky you had to be in that position mm. and you just stay very grateful mm. and mm. religious content that you don't you don't want more or you feel like ah no let me take it easy it will come it will come you know it's just it's just crazy you have, yeah. ex- you have so, experienced so. this in your life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, Tony, of recent, I started asking myself one question. If I want to do something, for example, if I want to buy three pieces of meat or four on my food, especially when I'm eating Amala outside. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I'm telling myself, ah, Bolu, don't do that. It's great. I now, I now, I now start to ask myself this question, Bolu, is it poverty that makes you think like this, or is it the actual thing? See, while poverty makes me think a lot in, in a particular way. I thought I was being conservative. Is it lie? <laughs> I don't just have money. Before, maybe like two years ago, or th- three years ago. I would only buy one meat, one form because it's ideal. Like, how can you eat shapelessly and recklessly mm. three, four? <laughs> I just, and do you know that to the little things, even as basic as frying egg, I used to put a lot of oil in my food. It was later that I realized that it's because they want the egg to be plenty, mm. so it will rise. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's not because it's the ideal way to cook eggs. <laughs> I ask myself these hard questions these days. I, I, is I it poverty or is it the ideal? We need sex. Is it religiosity or is it the ideal thing? Mm-hmm. Those are the frank questions. And it's every, maybe I don't remember all the time. But I'm asking my myself that question as often as I can. 
So I'm gradually breaking free from the limitation that my family, my background, my society is putting on me. Yeah. It, it just it just helps me. Will you have sense? Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, to me, I I and I think that's the that's because I still told I told my elder sister that do you know that unconsciously I just told I started having that very strong feeling that you cannot rise above the limitations that you allow your background and a lot of things place on you you can't rise above it see you can only work hard try you would think that life is, you you would even be you will still keep being thankful of course be thankful but i don't know how to explain that you keep saying at least at least at least at least if i mean you just stay in a very small place because you are trying to fit into that standard and it would take a lot for us to drink out of it it will take a lot it's not it's not going to happen overnight there are some things that you grow up I'll probably be 40 or 50 before I realize that, oh, this is not how it is supposed to be. This is a society barrier that I'm living under. And then you tell yourself, I'm done. I'm not doing that anymore. And guess what? It wants to break free in one day. Yeah. It's now a conscious process of saying, today, tomorrow, next tomorrow, I'm not going to live that way. I'm not going to be under that bondage anymore. I'm not going to be this person. I'm not going to play small. I'm not going to stay small because of the way I used to perceive myself. Thank you very much, Bodhi. <laughs> Thank you very much. I, I'm, learning, I'm learning a lot, right? Um, so, Thinking about all of this, right? You you mentioned a, a little bit about marriage, you know, where yeah. and you gave instances where a, a lady who is earning more is trying to, you know, improve on her lifestyle, and she's telling her husband, and the husband is feeling like, is it because you are earning more? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I I read a um, a piece, a research work, and um, one one thing that the the man was trying to say was that. Um, is ashamed. Okay, so maybe he gets a, a better job opportunity, right? But he has to leave the house, right? He has to leave the um, house maybe for months. Maybe he has to travel to another state. He come back maybe once in a month and all of those things. And he had a discussion with his wife, right? And the wife was like, I don't think you should go. We need you right here. Right? We are still comfortable with what we are earning. We can still manage something better comes that um, can accommodate all of us staying together. But if the wife goes out now, for instance, maybe to her friend's house and she sees the new cars the friend bought and innocently she comes home to come and give the husband premium gist. Like, ah, come and see you. Sharon has, is not a big girl. You see the husband, the husband is working with Chevron, in any so, 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 see their house. The man begins to feel ashamed. Are you telling me this to make me feel bad for not going to that job? 
Or are you telling me to say, see your mate, though? <laughs> you Is this same location, though? <laughs> For you, you want to travel all the way. Go and make what your mate is making here. Does it have two heads? <laughs> Meanwhile, she's just doing all of these things. Innocently, I'm just giving my husband premium gist, you know. Premium gist. I think we need to learn to stop interpreting stuff based on our shame, based on our bias. You know, we should frame that statement. We really need to. <laughs> we should frame. We should frame that statement. <laughs> because any smoking. Why are you not telling me? <laughs> and even even outside of marriage, it happens. Why are you not telling me? <laughs> we are so... Uh, you, this statement there, Tony, to be very honest, it probably should become everybody's mantra. And you will see people live with Better. so much more freedom. Yeah, mm-hmm. so much freedom. Um, it's sad. It's just sad. And I think that one of the things is communication makes it better. Um, don't be afraid to talk about it. Okay. Within your family, amongst your friends, with your partner. Oh, if you feel that kind of way, to be honest, if you know that you need to deal with this thing personally, deal with it. It's not my fault that you are thinking, I'm just giving you this guy. How can you be thinking like this? And you know that sometimes, you know how men sometimes would suck it up and swear and silence. And then I'm trying to maltreat this person for that. Um, Connoisseurry. You understand? It might hurt you. You know that there's a way she she might make a statement that would make you feel somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it may make you feel somehow. Talk about it if you think that that statement was unfair. Mm-hmm. Maybe if she says, "Ah, see your mate, oh, you see your mate." Maybe if you honestly did not like it, talk about it. I do not like this. And when you are saying I don't like it, be sure that it's coming from. A, it's not from a place of pride or especially when it's nothing. Mm-hmm. She, might just be, she might just be joking. Especially, there are ladies that, that are very jovial. Mm. They are very expressive and they just say it the way it comes. And... You know, Tony, we cannot because of the excuse of I'm very jovial hurt people. Yeah, I know, but I'm just trying to say it doesn't mean yes yes so that's what you need to clarify to be honest that's what you just need to clarify it's probably not that (laughs) so a lot of communication will solve most of these issues yeah yeah it will even in our families Mm -hmm. i do not appreciate you saying certain things about my job or what i do i would appreciate it if you say this next time or give me constructive criticism, but I will not appreciate you speak this way about my job. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Honest feedback. Yeah. And it's not when people are fighting at the moment that you now start. <laughs> when the matter dies down, call them. And I, I don't think that everybody is unreasonable like that. 
just let them know that I do not appreciate you saying this kind of thing yeah. and watch their feedback or watch their reaction and their feed- feedback. Um, take note of it. You will know that there are some people that they will not hear what. That feedback that they're giving, it is it is a feedback of I get coconut head. <laughs> like if you are telling your aunt or somebody older in your family, maybe your mom, sister, or somebody that please, I do not appreciate you bringing up marital conversations when I'm trying to be happy. Well, <laughs> ask your mother before your mother got married, you know, I they will give you the history of your life. And the next time it will happen again yeah. because they are just obedient. Yeah. <laughs> Very honest. That's just what it is. Mm. And for them, I won't tell you how to handle them, but God give you wisdom. Amen. No. <laughs> Amen. I, I, you mentioned something about bottling stuff up, you know, and all of this. And I think that's also one of the reasons why a lot of um, there's a lot of violence in a lot of marriages, right? You, especially when you go out and someone shaves in your office or you had a bad day in your office, it's something to come and talk about it, right? You know, because you think your wife is lower than you, you now come to exercise. <laughs> that um that grievance on your wife the wife too will do it on the children you know the old and person will do it on the people. People. you know <laughs> and you're passing it like that so i think we should we really should learn to communicate yeah really. yeah it solves too many problems to be honest yeah. too many too yeah. many problems yeah uh, many problems okay. uh but we, we, we spoke about even no more than an hour now, <laughs> and I still have a lot. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you know, but let let let's. I let's... think we should have a part two then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe we we'll have a part two. All right. All right. Maybe, maybe um. So I'll I'll let you know, but just to round things up, yeah. Do you think all of these things affect? I know you noted on it earlier on, but I just mm-hmm. want it to be a standout and question. Do you think a lot of these things affect people's creativity, people's output? Absolutely, yes. Yes. Um, if my parents tell me that I'm one of the smartest people when it comes to writing, I will go with that confidence. Yeah. I will go with that confidence. Um, it's just a thin line between not being overconfident, right, and being confident, right. But absolutely, I will run with that confidence. If my if people around me tell me that I can do what I can, I can be whoever I want to be. I can be this. I am capable. I am this. I'm smart. I'm beautiful. When I get out there and somebody even insults me that I'm ugly, I'm like ah. It's <laughs> Yeah. You know, you would you would even start seeing the person that doesn't fit into as a stranger. You are quick to discard people that do not consider you that kind of person. Yeah. Imagine me meeting somebody that tells me that I'm not smart. Guy, I can't even insult you. I'm just going to be amazed. Like <laughs> wow. <laughs> 
you must be dumb. <laughs> Very. <laughs> you know, you must be dumb. Are you serious? If I've spoken to a number of people and they consider me this particular way and you do not, I have a problem with you. I don't have a problem with myself. They say you get. It affects our creativity a lot. If, if people just let us move past the the limitations that they want to place on us, um, it would you would see that the things that you can achieve. Oh my God, you yourself, you will be shocked. You will be shocked. It, I think it even empowers you when people say great things about you, that strengthens you. There, there's, something, not... there's a psychological, what is it called? Pygmalion effect, right? Pygmalion mm, effect. <laughs> it says that Sorry. greater expectation, you know, produces greater performance. So mm-hmm. if a coach sees somebody as as a, a potential um, talent, that person right. will add, you know, like to that potential talent. But if a coach sees a, a person as a waste, you know, the, mm. the attitude of that person depreciates most of the time. Like, oh, this coach, right. nothing good is going to come out from this coach. And I think exactly. it, it does, it does, it does. Um, I think that sometimes a couple of them are really unconscious. It might just want be one small event that triggers that's memory that stays for a very long time. Um, if, for example, somebody very close to me says, ah, oh, Mowe, or ah, Yan Olodo, and I really respect this person a lot, it, it, it might just affect me and I might not know. In fact, yeah. for the longest time, I might deny that it was that particular incident. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you can't swear on anything, but it's just it. You are not just being honest with yourself. Um, and I'll give like a personal instance where so one of the reasons why my ex-boss let me go then was that he said I was too vocal. I was I I mean if you say we should do something and I don't think that it was the right thing to do or the right thing to do, I was definitely going to say no. I don't think we should do it while everybody would keep short. And I'm like, why are you people keeping short? I don't understand. You people are being bullied into accepting what you cannot do. And I would speak up and I think it was a problem because you could not see why a small girl, a lady, mm-hmm. would just open her mouth every time. Like board meetings and I'm like, uh-huh. so why can't <laughs> I talk? I don't understand. Why should I not tell people? You are not dumb people. Like, you know, don't come and tell me after I say it's there. <laughs> and I was a bit well, he used the word confrontational and I didn't know that unconsciously that statement sunk in into me and then when I got my new job I could not express myself and it got so bad to the point that I started stammering in meetings because I was trying to be humble and i just had to wake up one day and say no this is disgusting i don't even stammer on a normal day why am i stammering in meetings why do i know what i want to say but i can't just get to say it i'm i'm doing mmm i'm serious it got really bad that one of my colleagues had to say 
Kabulu was always happy. Why do you used to stammer? Like you will explain something to us in the office. We'll be saying, wow, wow. You get to the meeting room and you are just like, ah, hold on with something. Like, what's going on? You know? So I I just had to um consciously start working on it to say no i'm not going to be defined by what this particular person has said about me i am going to break free from that um um silence and thing that is trying to impute in me or you not being able to speak up when you need to i'm i'm not i'm not perfect yet because i think some incidents are just more damaging than the other than the other Yeah. But I've gotten way better. I'm more I don't try. I don't try gone, you know. I've gotten really really better and I'm grateful for that process, you know. Yeah. I'm really grateful for that process. And I hope that more people, I mean I I feel for people who work in toxic environments, who have their bosses mm-hmm. say nasty things to them. I don't think anybody should go through that. I probably they will keep internalizing it. You know, yeah. yeah. Because they are afraid of not getting a job because yeah, they analyze yeah. a lot of fear, a lot of wrong things. Yes, 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 yes. You know, it's, it's sad, it's sad. But I hope that everybody is able to break free from the limitations that people have put on them to shame their shame. Do it. See, what's the worst thing, Seth? You will say, eh? Eh? I just realized in eh, that do you know that till you are probably like 60 or there about you know, like you still probably feel as one thing or the other yeah. or you will not get it right on the first try. Yeah. So why should I beat myself up because I didn't do well in one particular thing? Ah, that's so unfair. Yeah, very. But because we've put time to everything, that is why it looks like we are running out of time. Yeah. Then we start to say, ah, my mates, ah, my mates, ah, okay. it has killed us. If you say, Bolu, why don't you want to start your own business? In my mind, I'm like, um, I don't want to be broke. Thanks. And then they will say, what about this person? And then you try to say, it's because they are lucky. It's the line of business that they are in. You give excuses because you're just afraid to fail. Because you know that, ah, if you fail like this, eh, Time is on your side again. It's just going to be a hard world, you know. I just really hope that we can break free from that limitation of fear of people, of society, and maybe of ourselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Solid, yeah. solid stuff, bully, solid stuff, solid stuff, solid stuff. I, I feel we should just keep talking and talking and talking. You know this is like our random just anyway. Yeah, like our normal day, yeah. Our normal day. I, I, you know, we talk like two hours. <laughs> It feels like one of those our conversations. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What 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 are your last words? What are your last words? I'm tempted to want to drag this one up. Um. First, on your street. Please stop being embarrassed for your siblings. <laughs> I need to learn that. <laughs> They have the talent. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> when my brother, my, my younger brother started real estate, um, and I, I felt like, ah, can he sell? <laughs> If anybody buys from this boy, ah, 
the person himself. You know, I, I used to judge him because when you ask my brother to pray at home sometimes, he would just pray and you're like, I will slap this one now. <laughs> and I just used to look at him like that. Mm-hmm. Until when I realized that he had a strength in this thing. Um, my brother organizes parties and he sells out. And I'm like, so before I used to be very ashamed, ah, my brother organizing party. Ha, can you imagine? But I realized that social skill is is hot cake out there. So why should I shame him for being hot cake, apparently? Mm-hmm. You know, stop being ashamed for your siblings. Um, if I tell my sibling this and I tell my other sibling this, it means they won't be ashamed for me as well. Encourage them. If they share an idea with you, give constructive criticism. Don't just open your mouth, wow. I just tell them that no. Everybody needs to learn how to give constructive criticism. Everybody, you know, everybody needs to learn that. Um, Don't be embarrassed for your siblings. They can't do it. And don't be embarrassed for yourself. You are actually way smarter than you think. I'm sorry that they told you that this is how you are, this is who you are, this is how you should fit in. You're actually more than all of those things, to be honest. I'm more than it. And I think that one of the things that is gradually changing my mind so regarding how I see certain things is seeing people that I grew up together, like grew up with, break the barrier and i'll use you for an example you know <laughs> really dear creative tool was mind-blowing for me see i don't know if you've told the public that you grew up in a gig, but then <laughs> i'm like guys is this a <laughs> wow i'm amazed um you there's something you always put on your status that people who have gone ahead of us we we're not supposed to be jealous of them they've only gone as a um what's the word you used to use like a foresight or yeah exactly and that is how i see it more these days so i'm not i'm not afraid or embarrassed on behalf of my friends starting big things. I'm now very happy. I'm eager to see them do it because it is an opportunity for me to know that I can learn and for me to reinforce the fact that I can fly. Yeah. 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 Those are my final words. Thank you, Joseph. So this one. Thank, thank you very much, Bolu. Thank you very much. I, I learned a whole lot and I believe people listening to us I believe you guys have learned a lot. And um, I hope to have Bolu again. You know, I can do this with Bolu every day. <laughs> That's how comfortable I am with her, you know. Uh, Bolu has, has been a, um, a good friend, you know, a, a big sister, like I said earlier. And um, she has taught me very, very, very important. <laughs> you know, she has taught me very important things. 
you know, I'm glad to see what you are doing with the writers community, Tony. You know? <laughs> I'm you. proud of you, man. I'm proud of you. Thank you very much. All right, guys. Ensure you share your your comments. Ensure you like. Ensure you share to people. You know, I, I want to hear from you. What do you think? What did you learn? What is your takeaway? You know, and please, if you have gigs for Bolu, she's a, she's a, she's a consultant. Please, just I'm very good. <laughs> I don't care <get> shame. <laughs> you know, and if you have a better job opportunity, just you know. They go beg you. Of course. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. Until next time. Bye. Bye.